The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. Welcome to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games you play on your table and on your television. You can think of us as the wallet and keys of gaming podcasts. For a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and still to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle, and joining me on this co-op adventure, the guy who fills his pockets with more than you can imagine. Josh, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm, t- I'm good. I'm hot. It's very hot here. Uh... I'm a front wall- pocket wallet guy. Are you a back pocket wallet guy? I don't really have a wallet per se. I have a small leather like pocket that I have like my ID, yeah. like two credit cards, and I can f- slide like a dollar bill in it, and that's like all I have. Front goes pocket? My front pocket. Yeah. Okay. All right. I feel like I'm in the minority in that, but who knows? It could be a millennial thing. It could. It could be. Uh, Josh, uh, do we have road constructions concerns tonight? Yes. Yeah, brace yourselves for some awesome background noise with some milling right outside my street. So who knows? And I have these headsets on. The head, they're noise canceling, so I can't hear it. So, well, I'm <laughs> glad that you're going to have a great experience. <laughs> awesome. So while wallet and keys are important things folks carry around in their pockets, the most important thing found in most folks' pocket is, of course, a tabletop game. That's right. This week, we are thrilled to be joined by designer, music maker, and co-founder of Game Dex, Perry Burkham. Perry, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. And uh, I, I, I want to start off by saying, first, I think I'm the most appropriate guest for, for this podcast because it's bored with video games. I don't yes. think it gets any more appropriate than me. And also, <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am a front wallet kind of guy. I, nice. I, I can't stand this. What, what is happening? Who thought of sitting on a wallet? <laughs> Seriously, who thought of that? I think that is the dumbest. Like, I, I started that, like, you know, when I was a teenager. Like, yeah, that's what people do. Why do people do that? And also, why do why do women get p- purses? I, I, I just, it's, I you know, it's not fair. It's, it's legitimately not fair. So, yeah. I, I mean, you could carry a purse. Yeah, I know. Or a purse or something. Yeah. A purse. Or a European handbag. Yeah. That would yeah. be an option. But then, pe- then, then thugs will steal it, see? <laughs> I'm not going to do that. See, I do I have the messenger bag. But, ah. um, it, you know, the nice thing about winter and where I live, uh, like Kyle knows, it's winter for nine months out of the year. Yeah. And um, I got the big coat with the pockets, so I don't need it's. I love that because I can carry everything in there. Got my AirPods and keys, sunglasses, the whole shebang, you know, so. Summer. And some tabletop games. And some tabletop games. Yeah, I got one right here. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a, a company called Game Decks. And uh, we are a company that uh, makes tabletop games uh, that are based off of video games. Um, we started off with Mutant Muds Deluxe, and uh, that was released with the Atui Collection on the 3DS. Uh, it was in the, in the Collector's Edition. And then uh, it, we also released at the same time our second one, uh, Mutant Muds Super Challenge, which is what I'm holding. And um, 
that was a completely different game. Uh, and so we released them both at the same time. And then we're just uh, like literally two days from recording. Uh, we are going on sale with our third one, which is Ukulele, um, which is a really fun. I'm a huge fan of Ukulele. And uh, and we are. Yeah, we're really excited to be releasing our third one. And we have more and more planned. And it just gets it just gets more exciting from there. So that dear is- listener. When you're listening to this podcast, ukulele will be available to you. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So you can go out. Go to limitedrungames.com. Game no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're welcome to plug. Plug, <laughs> plug away. all the time. Yeah, no, we're really excited. So thank you for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I saw that it comes with a, uh, is it vinyl or is it just a soundtrack? Not yet. I'm hoping Not to release yet. a vinyl for sure. That's um, awesome. But yeah, so ukulele is gonna. So it's it's been a gigantic, it's been a gigantic project, guys. Uh, it's it started over a year ago. I mean, this has started before the first ones came out, and because uh, the cool thing is, is that all of them are compatible with one another. Um, they're all standalone games. They're all unique. Like they all have their own rules, their own systems, their own unique mechanics. It's not like Monopoly you know, being reskinned. It's nothing like that. They all have uh, you, uh, new artwork, um, everything, a new mini games, everything. It's its own complete game. It's like Legos, okay? Best thing I can say. It's like Legos. You buy the Indiana Jones Lego, right? And you love it because I love Indiana Jones. So I, I put together, you know, my whatever, and I put it on my shelf, and that's awesome. And then I get the Jurassic Park Legos as well because I love those too, but I can also take those apart and put them together. It's exactly the same. It's really it's it's the best way to put. It. The funny thing is, I didn't even think about that. Like I literally get I, I was getting a haircut, and my my friend who does who cuts my hair, she's like, "Oh, that's like Legos," and I was like, "That's exactly right." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I so uh, um so yeah so that's it's a, so it's a, so we call it a tabletop gaming platform, um and that's why if you see our cases, they kind of they're supposed to look like uh like video games. I mean, that's kind of the idea. You know, they have a banner across the top. We're kind of like the orange platform. That's just kind of the idea, you know. It's just uh but uh, but we we want to let the uh we want to let the games be the feature. So that's where Game Dex comes in and that's why it's Game Dex and we're uh we're really excited about how they how they work together and we can get into the nuts and bolts. I'd love to talk about the actual games and stuff uh if you want to at some point. Um because uh, it's really fun, and I haven't really got a chance to talk to uh, people in depth about it a lot yet. And um, we're gonna be coming out with lots of media for stuff, but yeah, we should we should talk about that. We certainly. Oh, don't will. worry, we definitely will because I already have about ten questions based off of what you just said <laughs> that I'm very very curious about. Awesome. So <laughs> you'll you'll have plenty. We'll we'll definitely be covering that. But let's. Let's go ahead and get some of this housekeeping out of the way. All of that fun stuff taken care of so we can get to the juicy part of the show. So thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board with VG on Twitter or check out all the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board with VG. We're a proud part of Play Some Video Games, and PSVG is on Patreon. We are thrilled with the support you have given us there thus far, and if you'd like to monetarily support what we do, you can find us there at patreon.com slash PSVG. Just like some of our live on-air producers have, like Michael Masick, Barry Cathcart, Edwin Kahlo, Stephen Keller, Nick Creature, Rude Days 93, Ben Moxham, Robbie Manuel, Nick Fallhaber, Paul Calico, Grouchy Sergey, Devin Tyus, Josh Borboni, RJ Kern, Zachary Adams, Joseph Wilson, and of course, who could forget, Horse Girl 69. 
But remember, the most important thing is just that you listen to our show and maybe share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. We're also a member of the Dice Hour Podcast Network, so if you enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out the Dice Tower Podcast as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. Now, I will say, we are really, really excited to talk with Perry about all the things he has done because, as he said, this is like the perfect crossover of video games, board games, things coming together. But we're going to delay that gratification for just a few minutes because we do have a couple general topics we want to talk about. So, Josh, why don't you take us away with your first topic? Sure. I changed what I originally had because I thought I would jump on the the blue box bandwagon, but I think I'm going to give him a break. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, so I just figured it's been a it's been a few weeks since Kyle and I talked about the games we've been playing, and we also have a board game designer here that designs video game board games, so maybe he might play some games himself. So uh, I'm going to give you a general idea of what I've been playing because uh, I haven't updated you on Gloomhaven. We played some more Gloomhaven. Finally, uh, we decided we we ran into a uh, talking Drake who considered himself uh, a dragon of sorts, which we kept, where I kept saying it's not a dragon, it's a Drake. There's a difference, I think, uh, and it was missing one of its fire glands. And it asked us to go retrieve it, or we could fight him, and he said he would surely kill us. So we fought him, because <laughs> that was the choice of the team. Um, and we won, which was a nice surprise. Uh, I don't think the rewards equaled the the trial that we had to go through, but uh, it was a fun uh, boss encounter in Gloomhaven, so we had fun with that. Uh, we've been playing Pathfinder still. And we're still exploring this old hell night enclave that has been abandoned. We keep running into to baddies in there, and that's been fun as well. We have another uh, Pathfinder night coming up on Wednesday. Um, and my last board game to run that out is War Chest. I don't know if you're familiar. It's by AEG. It uses um, poker chip style pieces, and it's a... I don't know, chess-like um, board strategy game where you have control of different units, four different units uh, for each player. Uh, it is, I think it's meant to be played as a two-player game, but you can play teams in a four-player variant where you are uh, bolstering, attacking, uh, occupying spaces to... Uh, take over i think it's seven control points on the board and that was a lot of fun we played uh, a few different games but i also two expansions we didn't open because we were just kind of trying to wrap our brains around the strategy of war chest um but that's a that's a great game i highly recommend that one that was one that uh, my wife and i learned at pax unplugged and we loved it so much from that aeg big game night that we we went and bought it the next day so I highly recommend War Chest. Uh, quick, quick yeah, go ahead. I you. see your puzzling, puzzling my face on you, Kyle. <laughs> I apologize if you talk about anything else I should be giving feedback on in in this time. <laughs> Drakes are just Horn. dragons without wings, right? I had wings though, so I don't think that that's true either. <laughs> okay. 
This is what I've been thinking about this whole time. It's like, I thought I just thought drakes were dragons without wings. So that face you give me talking about everything else you're still thinking about. Yeah, that's what I'm Drakes thinking. versus sorry. dragons? Yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think that drakes are sm- too small to be considered dragons, is what okay. I'm going to guess based off of be. what we learned. Perry, do you have input on this? Are we totally off? Um, I didn't, I've never heard of a drake. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh... I I I don't know the technical uh, term, I, but we can maybe we should just own it and just come up with what we think it is. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just dragons without wings. There you go. Or, I mean, I kept saying it was a dragon. It looked like a dragon. It talked talked like a dragon. <laughs> so it was definitely a dragon. If it looks in a talk. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, talking dragons, uh, I literally ran into Icewind Dale. Uh, by while playing D and D Dark Alliance, which surprised me that the dragon talks, but it does in a cinematic. Uh, I played with uh, Lucas Rose of Flux to Pose Podcast Fame last night. This game that has been uh, has is being panned by every critic under the sun. So before I tell you my thoughts on this game, I should remind everybody I did play and complete. Uh, cyberpunk so maybe glitches aren't too big of a problem for me uh as far as critically uh, i had a lot of fun playing it it is i think lucas described it it's like playing a two generations ago game now that just came out uh with the exception of graphics so it play it's it's janky it's rough around the edges there's definitely glitches, but nothing that was game-breaking when we played. However, um, the matchmaking system is a mess. Really hard to get games like figured out easily. And once we completed our first mission, uh, Lucas uh, dropped back into the hub world with no experience and no gear. Uh, lucky for him, he was able to restart the game and it all came back. But unfortunately, that happened twice every time we completed a scenario, which means that seems like it's the default way to do that. And I didn't, it didn't happen to me, so I like it, maybe I'd be more mad if the you know if the situation was flipped. But uh, I wouldn't play this game solo. I don't know. If, I don't know who needs to hear that. Uh, this is a game I would play cooperatively. You could play up to four players. Uh, there isn't a huge roster. In fact, there's only four people you can choose from. So you're limited to your class, uh, and you you can't really change. Like I picked the archer; that's my deal. Like she only has archery skills, so you got to be ready to suit up in whatever class is needed when you want to join a team. Which is, you know, it's fine. But uh, we had a lot of fun, and you know, we had fun making fun of the game while we were playing it too. And that's, uh, it's, it reminded me of coach co-op days, you know, but, uh, via the internet, uh, speaking of janky games now, I will move to Mario golf on the switch. <laughs> uh, I've actually, I don't know how to talk, talk about this game. Don't, if you don't think about traditional golf, you could probably enjoy this game. Um, it's not bad. But I've only played the career mode so far, or the single player mode, and it's kind of tough. Just they really put you through the 
how, this is how you play golf uh trials and you can't really skip them so it's kind of a lot of like do 10 shots of this and now go to the next one do 10 shots like this and then you can finally start getting into tournaments uh but uh this is how you play yeah golf. you press a and then you press a again <laughs> yeah exactly and keep doing this so it's it's fine so far um, I'm I'm looking forward to playing with friends uh, online and seeing how that is. I I just don't love. Once you finally get into the game, it is like you hit the ball and then you have to run to where it is. And you also do that while you're going against other people. And that's in the super rush mode, right? That's in the in the regular game mode, like the story mode. Oh, the story mode? Yeah. Is that really? So, like, when you're playing in a tournament, oh, wow. like, you're playing against Yoshi, and he can just, like, plow through you as you're trying to get to your ball. <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, again? <laughs> That's amazing. And you can only... That sounds yeah. amazing. I'm going to be honest. That sounds amazing. <laughs> you can only run so fast. The stamina meter, like, depletes incredibly fast. So then you just start to, like, a trot trying to get to your ball. <laughs> it's a little annoying, but the golf part is is fine. It's fine so far. Uh, I, I guess I put Ratchet and Clank. I just tried, went back to try to clean up some trophies to get to that platinum. Um, I still have a couple more to go. I didn't realize I had to start the game over in challenge mode to get one of the trophies. Yeah, to get the last trophy. Yeah, because I was like, clear it. the parade. That's the first thing I did. What is going on with this game? <laughs> yeah, you got to do the challenge <laughs> mode just so you can get the last weapon. Uh, and then... But yeah, my buddy said it's a pretty nice game to get to platinum or... Yeah. Um, uh, you know, which I, you know, I think he said something like 17 hours. That's in my head. Hmm. It, it took him. So I don't know. That sounds like a, like a good amount of time, I think, for that, especially if you're looking yeah, for everything. I think that's perfect. Yeah. 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 So it's no, it's no ghost of Tsushima where you're looking at 80 hours for everything. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I tried to make good on, on uh, Kyle's game share buying. Um, and I tried Scarlet Nexus and I, I, it's just not for me kyle sorry that's fine that's totally uh, that's totally fine it's just well kyle made the game yeah so right you should be apologizing <laughs> well we we do game share so whenever one of us buys a game i think we always feel like we should like it uh or play it or play it at least uh which will come to one of kyle's games that he makes he's gonna make me play isn't that isn't that interesting like you know, like when you love a game and then like that feeling of like, I wish that my friend <laughs> or friends could could love the game like I do. And I and like I, I'm, I'm kind of scared to even like, how do I present this game to them so they can naturally organically love it themselves without pushing it on them? I'm like that with music and with games and stuff. Yeah. And then like and then you're kind of heartbroken when they don't get it and when they don't feel the same. It's like, oh, yeah. Please. Yeah. yeah. I push Horizon Zero Dawn on everybody, and I always worry that I tell them, like, this is my favorite game of all time. No pressure. Please play it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I give it to them. Like, I physically, like, it. <laughs> the last time I saw my cousin, we were talking about PlayStation. I was like, you know what? You have to play. And I run to my house, get my physical copy, take this home and play yes. it. <laughs> this changed my yeah. life, and I really want you to experience it. No, no pressure. pressure. And, yeah. <laughs> I only literally have it tattooed on my body, but it's yeah. fine if you don't yeah. like it. <laughs> I do. I literally do. Um, and that it's happened fine. with music, too. Going down. Uh, a friend of ours reached out um, 
to our friend group chat and he was like uh give me your top three uh albums for this year right now i want to listen to them and we all did it and then like he never told us what he thought of them and we when we went to play at gloomhaven he's like hey did you want to know which ones which albums i kept and <laughs> i was like yes please because i ended up giving him six recommendations and then i think he kept like three of mine and i was like yes that's a win <laughs> like i'll take 50 <laughs> percent uh yeah so scarlet nexus not from me kyle sorry that's okay that's okay i know it, it probably was not going to be up your alley but you know i was interested in it so i figured hey if nothing else you can give it a shot you know i still haven't played resident evil 8 so it's okay <laughs> that, that you didn't like it I'll, I'll get to resident evil 8 still so you'll get there uh yeah hey perry what have you been playing um so i i have been the busiest i've ever been in my whole entire life and um so i haven't been playing tons and tons of games ironically <laughs> but i did go through the whole pikmin trilogy uh this last month and that's if we're gonna talk about like games that like fell in love with i couldn't get enough of it just it hit me like right you know the season you know you play certain games in certain seasons and it's like this is just exactly what i need right now and i loved them to death and funnily enough i so i played i finally played through my switch version of pikmin 3 that that i'd gotten when it came out and uh i just like my goodness this is amazing like it was just one of those realizations it's so pretty it's so awesome and so and I'd, i was like i'd never played the first one i'd never played pikmin one ever played pikmin 2 on the wii before pikmin 3 came out but i never played the first one i was like this is stupid i was like this is i, just, I was ashamed really and so i found a copy and i played through it and i was like i want to play more and i was like well pikmin 2 it is so it's <laughs> the three one two and I played through them, and it was just one of those things. And me and my wife, we just love – she loves watching and kind of, you know, don't forget to go back there. And, you know, oh, they're – you know, we love to strategize together with it and stuff. But um been playing that and love it to death. And that's a, and, and that's a game that, like, is so weird. But once you get it, it feels – you see that Miyamoto – from Nintendo, you see that, oh my goodness, like, this is so cool. I love it to death. And it's janky, and it's weird, and it's unique, and I, I, it's funny, and it's, and it's, it's also like some terrifying things that that are in it that, so, love that series, really want that series to continue. Um, and, uh, so, then I've also, so then I lost, we, on our podcast, we do a bet every year for E3, we make predictions, we assign points, to how many like you know how crazy that prediction is and uh and then we award it and i we i i usually win to be honest i usually win but uh and i deal out the punishments uh and the, everyone who loses gets a punishment and um so like for instance our punishment last year's i made my buddy casey play through the original sonic the hedgehog he had to stream it and uh that was that was mean i'm just gonna <laughs> say that was mean um and uh and then i had uh, the other my other buddy jordan he had to play through luigi's mansion uh, uh and review it and the funny thing about that is that luigi's mansion is a fantastic game but it was just the idea that it was just a little work he had to do to review it it was the reviewing and he actually didn't have a gamecube memory card so he had to, he played the whole thing without turning his gamecube off and stuff and it was and he recorded and stuff it was great it was the funny thing also is that casey had to play through a terrible game no offense to sonic fans maybe i shouldn't have said that 
But then, and then Jordan had to play through a good game, and it was like, it was just funny. But this year, I lost. And Alex, the other guy in our podcast, he he's making us play through Balan World. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about on that. On Switch. <laughs> on Switch. And I got it, and I'm pretty sure that game made me, like, like gave gave me the flu. I'm pretty sure it gave me the flu. Like not even like a headache or something like that. It was like I'm getting I'm getting sick. Like my body is rejecting this. Like and um and I played oh so I got it. We have to play through it. I actually have to play through the whole thing and talk about it. So we're, so I tried that and then that kind of that, that kind of ruined me. I I I put that in there and I was playing it and I, and it, it really <laughs> discouraged me. It made me realize the the lows of video games. It was just like ah, so. So I'm I'm trying to muster up any courage to play through the rest of that. So, but but I'm having fun uh, uh, making games as well. So I also work for uh, a Tui, um, and so we're working on tons of really really fun projects, and and I've been doing lots of music with that too. So that's what I've been playing mostly. Mostly I've been playing ukulele, like an actual ukulele. Ah, there you go. <laughs> to work, which is funny. But uh, yeah, I do love I do love video games and board games. So so what you're saying is you would not recommend Balan Wonderworld? <laughs> no, I would not. Okay. I would not unless it unless you hate the person you're recommending it <laughs> to. Got, okay. Well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I had to pay thirty dollars oh. for that. Oh. Yeah. At least it was only thirty dollars. I know. Yeah, I got it on sale. Amazon Prime. They really shipped it really fast <laughs> to me too. We want to make sure you, know? you get this. This is real important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, someone. Jeez. <laughs> Ugh. And that game is so weird. That game is so weird. I don't. I don't get it. It's just. It's. Have you seen that game? Have you seen like what it oh, is? Oh yeah, we watched trailers and video it's, and gameplay. Oh, it's just people are dancing <laughs> and you walk around and <laughs> and you just get these great these everything you get these new power. It's it's a broken game. It's a it's it's really you can see some like and then there's like this un- unbelievable high quality production uh uh cutscenes. I mean, there's some high top of the line like amazing quality uh cutscenes and, and animations and stuff sprinkled in. It's like where the heck did this like it's just weird. So it's yikes. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. Okay. Well Josh, maybe we will have we'll have to do a little better self later this year. No. Okay. No, 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 no. You just say that because <laughs> you that's know okay. You're, you're, you're you already lose, making so. me play farm together. Uh <laughs> uh before you go with yours, I, I did Google Dragon versus Drake. Uh-huh. I'll just read to you the first thing that comes up on what's the difference between dragons, rivers, drakes, and dot, dot, dot. Dragons have four legs, wings, and a tail. Rivers have two legs, wings, and a tail. A drake is a male duck. Or <laughs> another word for dragon. <laughs> oh, okay. There we go. We literally said if it looks like a yeah. duck, <laughs> it quacks like a duck, yeah. it's, a it's a drake. drake. Or a dragon. <laughs> Or a dragon. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll remember that next time I go to feed the ducks. I'll be sure to call them drakes. Yeah. I mean, isn't yes. Uh, isn't there a Ducktales character named Drake? Now that I'm thinking about it. Oh. Or am I thinking I of I, a, whatever? I it guess I don't matter. know. 
<laughs> I guess I don't know. Next time you see a duck, yeah, you're just you're just trying to get strangers to call you a nerd as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that nerd. You just called that duck a Drake. Yeah, duck, duck, uh, Darkwing Duck. His name is Drake Mallard. Duck, duck, duck. Oh, Drake his name is okay. Duck, Duck. That's okay. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, it should be Drake Mallard Goose, <laughs> Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> oh, this could be a, a whole battle. <laughs> we're, we're not. We're not going to get into this right now. We aren't. <laughs> no, we're not going to get into this. Isn't a goose podcast? Duck Duck Goose versus Duck Duck Gray Duck. We're not going to have that conversation. Oh boy, Drake Drake Goose. <laughs> There's your podcast title if you need one. There you go. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well. I mean, I guess luckily I've been playing games that I consider to probably be better than Balan Wonder World, World, which I still can't stop calling it Balan Wonderland because that's what they said the mm. first time. God forbid! I have to, I have to stop myself every time oh, too. Oh my goodness! Wonder li- World, <laughs> yeah. So, yikes! But anyway, what have I been playing? I've been playing. I finished up Ratchet and Clank. I did get the platinum. Nice. Um, so you know, Josh, get your stuff together. Um, but I would say, yeah, fifteen to seventeen hours probably was right, right where it was. Um, that game is just wow. That game is incredible, and we've talked about it a ton on the show, so I don't need to go too much more into it. But yeah, uh, I am looking forward to the next one, which we will hopefully get in you know however much time it might be with Insomniac firing out on cylinders as they seem to be. Maybe it'll be sooner than we anticipate, but you know, in a couple of years, I'll be looking to hopefully play some more Ratchet and Clank. Uh, also jumped into Scarlet Nexus. You know, I was on the fence about the game, but seeing how positive the reviews came in, I decided to go ahead and jump in because I'm always a fan for a good action RPG. Uh, I'm only a couple hours into it, but so far I'm enjoying it. You know, you got your nice little action, nice little combat, getting used to the combat and kind of starting to get that to sink in is great. But, you know, then you're also having conversations and, and building relationships and finding out who's you're going to flirt with and all these good things. So who does it, you know, a little action combat, a little persona mixed in. I'm in heaven. It's great. So I'm really enjoying Scarlet Nexus so far. Sorry that you're not liking it, Josh, but I think it's pretty good. Uh, and then the, the game that I made Josh play that I'm actually having a lot of fun with is Farm Together. Uh, my partner and I have been playing it um, almost every single night since I got this game. She was just looking for something that was more chill that we could play um, because work has been very busy for both of us recently. So we started playing Farm Together. I'm pretty, my, my farm's up to level 17 um I expanded once now <laughs> i have a pet dog that comes with me um i customized my tractor i'm having a good time uh so yeah you know far, uh, farming together it, it's been pretty great I, i'm assuming you haven't played yet josh no but i watched that trailer i don't understand how that can be described as a chill game it is a chill game is it well i mean it's completely i have chill. to pl- i have to play it by next week so i will play it yeah well because here's the big thing with it it has all of the trappings of a free-to-play game without it being free-to-play so like once you've bought it like oh like, great, I can, but no, in the sense that like you can plant whatever you want to, like you can do whatever you want, like you can focus on whatever you want to, like on your farm to like build up. So like you're given quests and there's things you can do if like you want to work towards a goal. But if you're like, hey, I just want to see how many carrots I can plant, go ahead, plant as many carrots as you want to. Like who cares? <laughs> so yeah, it's just it is fun and it's just chill and. I think we literally have farmed basically every single night for like a half hour uh, since we got it. So oh yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, I'm digging it. So. so so Perry, once a year you guys punish each other. Every two weeks we attempt to punish each other in some small way <laughs> because we do homework. We do homework for each other every other week. I mean, Josh, your last homework prior to playing farm together was to play Ratchet and Clank. And what was it before that? Was to participate to in- design. In Button Shy's 18 card design challenge. Yeah, design a 
RPG no, game just, with 18 cards. That was I my just told you to come up with a general idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. I get it, Kyle. What is my homework to you? Play Biomutant for any amount of time. And I did. It was great. Okay, but that is what I've been up to. I yes. It's really sad. Uh, Red Rising has been set up on my game table for about two weeks. Car- like, literally set up cards out like even for initial hands dealt to myself and my partner and we just haven't played it yet so that is where we've been at so we'll get there but my <laughs> it was really disappointing too because we were talking about like well we should really play games and then work got ridiculous and neither of us really want to think when we get home so that's why we were playing farm together because you really just don't have to think about anything you're like is it time to feed the goats it's not cool i guess i'll pet the dog like that's like all you have to do it's pretty great so, okay. So that I my other one small topic I want to bring up is this is something we've kind of talked about previously on this show, and it's really the way that we talk about and describe games. And one of the hot topics right now on Board Game Geek, so one of the hot forum um, topics right now, or, or one of the forums threads that was created, is about the term filler game being a dismissive loaded term. So Josh, you and I have definitely used the word filler to talk about the games that we have have been playing um, or when we describe, you know, kind of where a game might fit. Do you think the word filler or calling a game a filler game is being dismissive or demeaning to that game? Josh, what are your thoughts? I don't think so. I think the problem is it's with, well, you can say anything and have it come across as um, dismissive or demeaning. And I think that's really probably where this um, forum poster gets this from where they're talking about he's talking about he or she is playing talking about playing games with their wife during um, the pandemic and that they I think they seem to think that they consider them more just like filler games or or maybe they're having friends who talk about like we played Terra Mystica or we played uh, fill in the blank game that takes four hours to play and they're like, oh, yeah, we played Azul. We played, like, Five Minute Dungeon or, or Marvel. Like, that That just seems like, and I don't want to push anything on them either, but maybe it's just, like, they feel like they wanted to get bigger games or something. I think a filler, filler game is a great exe- definition of what those games are to the people who play them and label them as filler games. You could have Wingspan be a filler game. It doesn't matter how long the game takes. If you're if you're playing the miniatures, like the, the people who are into miniatures who have six hour, eight hour, twelve hour campaigns, Wingspan could be a filler game for them. Heck, Power Grid could be a filler game. Uh I, I wouldn't recommend it, but uh we I think we just typically think that they're not um, brain burner games right there's something that you can set up and take down easily you don't have to do much thinking i don't i don't live in a world where that is uh dismissive or or any type of like there goes my phone reminding me i didn't put it on silent um i don't think that that's a bad thing at all like we have so much fun playing filler games if you will uh a lot i have like right to my left is all filler games. I got a hundred filler games right here, but like, that's, what's great about them. You don't like, you just talked about not wanting to think and set up a big board game and you'd rather play farm together. Like <laughs> hear that trick. <laughs> uh, 
that's 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 totally fine. And, and some people only play filler games based off of the definition we might normally hear. Uh, I I I like the term, and um, I get a little worried about when people start getting um, I don't want to say offended, but like worried about terminology of things when it, it it's really because now maybe the person who said that to this person feels bad because they're like, Oh, I didn't mean, I didn't mean that. Like, I just meant like, it's not quite the same as what we've been playing. Like Santorini would be considered a filler game, but you could spend two hours playing every movie make. So yeah, I mean, that's my long winded answer to no, it's not dismissive. <laughs> Perry, you design board games. What do you what do you think? Well, is pudding dismissive or demeaning in a Bavarian cream donut? No. But it is filler. <laughs> and it's delicious. <laughs> and and I, I actually I think Josh hit it on the head where I think it is sad when when you label something, suddenly that gives an identity to something unnaturally than letting it live on what it is and that's the thing it's like you could call it anything you could call it anything a small a smaller game uh a, 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 it's it's like homer says on the simpsons he's like crabgrass he's like everyone would love it if 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 they called it elf grass but they call it crabgrass and uh and i so i just think the yeah, terminology is everything and like to me i think depending on who you are like like filler games the idea of a smaller bite-sized experience that's I, I mean i will get upset i am the kind of person who gets obsessed over a game we all are you know and i play all the time and then yeah and then another little palate cleanser maybe could be another one too you know that term going around and i think that it's just well what's the value and you know how do you value games do you value games by time spent on it a lot of people do especially if you have a budget you know i get it um, of, of course i mean we all have budgets but i just you know what i mean if if you need to get a lot of i get it and so maybe yeah like a filler game i'm just not looking for that right now because i don't have a lot of money i don't have a lot i, I don't i i like to dive deep into things so yeah i think that it's a lot of uh semantics and i think that but but truly like things that actually affect real life like josh said like you call something something suddenly that's how someone views it and yeah maybe that it's like well you know it's like it's how it is with anything in life if you classify anything in a box you've suddenly put this limit on it and then suddenly and that can be that can be offensive or not offensive just just also just it can give it an identity that maybe someone had never even thought of like like I never once in a million years thought this would be a filler game. I would never thought of it as a filler game as something like that. So, you know, so I, I or like a gate, you know, another there's, I think those terms are all over like gateway games, you know? Um, so, cause I guess for a real word, I mean, I am, I am obsessed. I should have grabbed. I'll show you after we're done. I'm obsessed with Carcassonne. Like I am like make my own expansions uh, uh, I'll show you guys, but uh, it's I'm you know, and a lot of people, and I get it. I it's a very simple game, and but you know, put those expansions in there, it can it can become quite a cool thing. My friend and I, we played a 14 hour game on a ping pong table where we combined, and it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. <laughs> that was a terrible idea, but 
a lot of people, you know, it, you get like, the, oh, yeah, that's a great gateway game. And someone said that to me, you know, and I'm like on fire for this game. Right. And it's like, oh, well, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, that's what the, you know, yeah, if you want to play like baby right. games, that's a good game. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? And I don't I don't I, it didn't really I didn't offend me at all, but I can understand how it's like, yeah, but that's like what I love, you know, so it just depends on you got to be you got to be strong with what your convictions are. So. Yeah, and reading reading this person's reply to some of the discussion thread, it sounds really like this was this is they're taking umbrage with the fact that the games they love playing are considered filler games, and they don't like that term. Not not the other way around. So, um, which I totally get because you're right when when someone talks about a gateway game, and I I get a lot of uh, flack for like loving Catan as much as I do. Because people are always like, well, there are better games out there. And I'm like, that's cool, but I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking so, about. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I love Carcassonne. Yeah. I love it so much. And and um, that's the same thing. Or we talk about, and then you're talking about your Carcassonne mixing. I talk about me regretting buying every expansion for Ascension and putting it all in one box. And now it's essentially unplayable because you can never get the cards you need for the cards that are out. Oh, so nice. don't mix expansions either. We talk about that frequently. <laughs> I have a, my custom built box. I'll, oh, I can't boy. wait to show you guys. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited. Uh, it, it is interesting because thinking about the term filler, I, I think we often come up with these ways to categorize games just to help us figure out like what we're in the mood for or what we have time to play or what's going to kind of fit whatever itch, you know, what's going to scratch that itch that we currently have. And filler for me just means it tends to mean that it's a shorter game. Like that is really all it means. It doesn't mean that the experience is less. It just means that it's probably not going to be the game that it's, it's going to take my entire evening to play. Um, and I am someone who I think in generally really likes filler games. I like short games, especially, you know, if you transition to this to looking the video game market like anytime that i know that i can finish a game in a reasonable amount of time like that is a plus to me anytime i see a game that's like this is going to take 80 to 100 hours i'm like um i think i'm good like i'd probably rather do this other stuff like it, it you know I, and yeah i just i don't know I, I i do feel like it seems that this person for whatever reason is bothered by or feels that filler is being used to say a game is less than but i don't know in at least the gaming groups that I have been in, that anyone ever means it that way. We typically mean that it's a shorter experience that we can, like, you know, quickly and easily play. Um, and I think that's a good thing. Like, I like that. I think it just helps us understand kind of what we're, what we're, what commitment we're getting into if we decide to start play a certain game. But hey, you know, that's why having words matter and definitions matter and having shared understanding of what we mean when we say things is important. Um, and it, absolutely. You know, so, and I think that maybe that just isn't happening in this case, but again, you know, it, it's a bit, it's actually a really interesting discussion for the most part. Most of the people in it were pretty <laughs> civil. There were a few, I you know it, it's board game geek. So it, and it's the internet certain, still. <laughs> yeah. And it's the internet. So it gets to certain places, but for the most part, it is humanity. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so, you know, and it, it does, it reminds me of, you know, when walking simulator for some reason became like, a really a, a term that people were like trying to get away from and they're like oh let's call it a narrative adventure game that like uh, that more accurately like the, and it's like I, I don't think hockey simulator is a bad thing i love those games it doesn't bother me that when you call a game that i think it's great but you know i could see potentially as someone who works in an industry who has 
very strong feelings about w- what certain things are called and the connotation certain things have. Like, I, I guess I can understand to a oh, degree yeah. um, what that means. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I mean, it's expectations, yeah. you know? No, I mean, exactly. It's like, no, like, don't, don't, don't label this thing I've poured my heart into and compare it with something immediately, like to give a picture of something that it's not. I, I that is, so that's that's where I'd say you just got to be really careful. You read a game review, and you go, you know, this game is a Metroidvania that is basically Zelda and Mario put together, you know. And it's like, okay, I mean, like I I I, I get it, like I I totally, and it probably is. But still, it's like I can imagine, like, but like, yeah, I, I love those games, but I made the game to be its own thing, and yeah, it's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's for sure tough. So labeling in general yeah. is tough. It seems like uh, basically every video game this these days is the Dark Souls of. Yeah. And then you know, someone says, someone yeah. specifically points out how it's not Dark Souls, and they go, "No, no, no, it's Dark Souls in the combat only." And you're like, "Well, you can't call it a Souls." Like, <laughs> ugh, it's so frustrating. I like the like the like stuff. That, you know, this is a Metroid like. Yes. I started saying Metroid like because I like that instead of Metroidvania because mm. I thought that's fun. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, those were a couple topics, but of course, we want to get to. The meat here is that we have Perry here, and we want to learn all about him, the things he does, because he's way more interesting than Josh and I are. That is for sure. So one thing to know, Perry, is that when we have guests, I tend to just kind of get overly excited about things and basically make it almost impossible for Josh to ask questions is tends to what happened. So I'm just going to ask a couple questions and then kind of get out of the way. He always otherwise, says this. He always otherwise, says this. I know I always say it. And then <laughs> by saying it, I will like half make it true uh, because otherwise it's like Josh never gets a chance to ask anything. I just chime but in. To, I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> but to start with Perry, can you just tell us a little bit about like your gaming origin story? Like, did you grow up playing games like board games, video games kind of, how did you fall into them or, or start liking them? Kind of what is, what is your gaming origin? Yeah, um, I didn't grow up really playing like in depth tabletop games. You know, I loved, I loved, I loved my Monopoly Junior. <laughs> I loved my Uncle Wiggly. Uncle Wiggly. Okay, Google it quick. <laughs> you should see Uncle Wiggly, which has beautiful art. But I actually, I, I got it out in my, my my mom and dad's the other day. And it's literally like there is nothing. It is just drawing cards and then going along a board. It's meant for two year olds. So it's a good game, though. It's a good game. Now, I I grew up, you know, playing and then I, I played video games sparingly. I was the youngest. I didn't have money. I didn't buy video games ever. My parents never bought video games. I played hand me downs from my 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 uh, my older brothers and um which only which only created the monster inside me, which now I have money so I can buy everything, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so now I, I and I'm trying to stop. I'm trying to stop. I swear. Uh, but I uh, uh, I grew up playing Nintendo, uh, uh, all Nintendo stuff, really. I mean, I had PlayStation and and uh, love it. I, I definitely definitely in middle school went through the. Uh, I was. I mean. I don't know if this is what everyone does, but like, you know, you have like your sides, you know, and I was Nintendo guy, you know, um, you know, Halo sucks. Microsoft yeah. sucks. You know, <laughs> like I PlayStation, oh, you know, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I, there was something. It was like you're on Team Nintendo. And like my friends were like afraid to like say they have like a PlayStation, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? You know, uh, but now I'm I, I don't have I don't have no sides. I'm I'm pro video game. Um and uh, it was probably when I was in high school, 
Uh, one of my best friends, uh, we played Carcassonne uh, at his house. And uh, and we also played one of my favorite card games ever is uh, Bonanza. Um, I love Bonanza. And then they have an expansion, uh, expansion High Bone Plus. Um, if you've played B- Bonanza, you need to get the expansion High Bone Plus. It's amazing. It adds this amazing depth. It's just a beautiful game. I love simple games. Some people call it a filler game. <laughs> no, I. Uh, so it really was both. It was really Carcassonne and Bonanza that really introduced me into like a more. They were gateway games. <laughs> uh, no, and, and honestly, I, 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 not huge into tabletop games in in general. Like, um, because I'm, I was just obsessed with video games, and not that, not that like those you can't be both. But just I was also it's just in my life I didn't really have a lot of tabletop people uh, that played, uh, and so uh, but I got obsessed with those among others uh, I can't think of right now. I mean we play tons and tons and tons of tabletop games, but I uh, so got through that and uh, and then I started um, podcast uh, with my buddy um, at NintendoWorldReport.com called talk nintendo and that was in 2016 and then uh i've just been kind of uh growing from there uh with uh uh you know in the video game industry and um man that's that's about it and and the and yeah i guess that's about it i guess that's my gaming i mean i'm just a nintendo fanboy at, at heart i guess you could just say that well we have a lot of listeners that that'll make really happy <laughs> i know <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, <clears throat> that's probably I, I maybe do we start right away with this? <laughs> I was say maybe this is not. Um, I think this is accurate though, Josh. That Nintendo is probably our third platform for both of us, right? Like, well, you know, it's funny they so we they had the thing in our Discord where people were like, "Hey, uh, like list your consoles and how much time you spent playing them." And in my head, like the the Switch is probably my lowest, but. When I started thinking about last year, I put I played my Switch way more than any console I own. Um, just with a- Animal Crossing alone, and then Xenoblade Chronicles too. Uh, like I put hundreds of hours into my Switch, uh, which is in Diablo three. Like that's just a game I can't put down in Hades. So like, I th- I always think what I really think is I don't latch on to the Nintendo mainstays like kyle and i are infamously known for not liking breath of the wild and Mm. it's something that not only oh so you so you have incorrect opinions yes gotcha (laughs) no i'm just kidding that is true um so yeah and it's the fact that we can't avoid and we can't avoid bringing up uh also so (laughs) yeah so we obviously have heard of your love of Carcassonne. I mean, if you're thinking just board games and video games, like what you don't have to say, like my top five favorites are, but what you know in those areas are like just games you really enjoy, or when people are like, "Hey, if we we're going to recommend games to people," like what are those things that populate kind of the board game and video game world that you just really enjoy and really appreciate? I mean, video game wise, you know, I, I, I got to be careful because I, I don't mean to say like things that. You know, because people are so passionate about it. But like to me, like in my humble opinion, like Nintendo's game design philosophy has has just been so impactful on my life. Like literally, um, the way they put gameplay first, the way 
that they um the way just how they make games is unlike i mean the, the japanese way um versus the the, the western audience is just to me I, I i struggle to like there are amazing gems but i have this like it really doesn't feel like you can tell that this is a nintendo game that that's the kind of stuff with me um lately honestly though uh lately has been like the past few years have been very um on and off um i and i'm not like again i say all this like theoretically um you know the president satoru iwata um who uh, he passed away in i think 15 2015 i believe um he had this he had this this passion but this uh this vibe this this thing with his whole company and i i ironically like i'm just looking at like the stuff that had come out you know and then it went out into 2017 and you can see all this um at, at the time of the, of all you know in the super mario odyssey um breath of the wild i mean 2017 was an insane year for for nintendo the best probably the best of all time i mean xenoblade 2 um arms you know it had splatoon 2 it had everything it was crazy it was ridiculous um but i'm just you kind of seeing that i I'm, I'm seeing that passion kind of like it's not gone but it's just different in the stuff that they're releasing nowadays uh in the past few years but it's still that like animal crossing is just amazing i mean i i love animal crossing i love i love basically all of nintendo stuff um but i guess i love the there's this uh you ever heard of i always bring this up because i it's i use because it's 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 just a fact in my life is the, the wabi sabi have you heard of wabi sabi wabi sabi so it's like a it's like an eastern uh it's it it yeah yeah it's um it, it's essentially finding the perfections in imperfections right it's the flaw that makes something beautiful it's the flaw that makes something um uh, uh mem- memorable in your life uh if 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 a game is just constantly good and crazy and and just you know um has your attention fully for the whole time that's great but that can be not as impactful as a game that has those dips and valleys you know that has those highs and lows uh uh easy example to me would be like wind waker um uh which is one of my favorite games of all time uh those in between spots uh where you're in between islands and you're just sailing and the music's beautiful and the action is is not there um and and again it's it's a great time people love it but some people are kind of like you know come on get me let's go like let's go a little faster totally understandably i like that i like those things where i'm going like not that this is bad but like i am i'm a little bored but I, but it's forcing me to enjoy something in a different way it's really forcing a perspective on you um instead of letting you choose everything instead of warping to the next island you can actually have to make that journey that's just a a kind of an easy way of showing it um but i love that nintendo has that a lot in their games they have these these wabi-sabi aspects and it's it's that's again there's probably other terms of of that i like using that because uh they talk about that on king of the hill uh which is like my favorite tv show um and uh anyway so 
that is to me so i recommend games based off that um and the cool thing and that's why that that's the big difference between video games and tabletop games is because video games uh they set the narrative for you that it is automatic i mean that is like i am controlling what you're listening to um and i'm trying to get you um, it's a, it's very um it's very it's way more uh one-dimensional but um and and so so they can they can control a lot more where it's automatic. I think of like automatic versus manual. Tabletop games are video games completely manual, <laughs> where you have to do everything yourself. But they can have similar mechanics. Totally, you can translate games amazingly between the two. Um, you know, I love the tons of games that I've played. You know, board games virtually that are great. Um, and it's because it's the same game mechanics are game mechanics no matter what. It's fun. I love analyzing that. I love game shows. I love analyzing that. Uh, you know, uh, tabletop video games. Anytime we're, we're, you know, even just like programming is very similar as well. Um, and so that's what I I liked. I like the I like finding, I like finding the, the good in the in the flaws and the whole package and the dynamics. The dynamics is really big for me. So. Um, so that's why so again that's why like like even with like breath of the wild you know funnily enough talk about like a perfect like you know you can you can search and and you can just explore for exploring sake and a lot of people go i just went up there and there was nothing there you know and i get that i get it i mean totally it's like you want to be rewarded and stuff you know at least give me 150 experience points you know uh but uh, you know, but I I like that. I I love that stuff where it's like, did they just lead me to the section just to enjoy this beauty right now? I I mean, again, you have to be in that state of mind. You have to be like ready for that. Like I I, I sometimes I just want I want some action. Like let's go. But when that hits you, that's amazing. Um, so I uh, I don't know if I answered <laughs> your question. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's something in there. Uh. But uh, you answered it from a, a really nice theoretical standpoint, which I think is good. It, okay. it made it, it it wasn't the direct answer. It was the answer that's going to leave the listener doing a little soul searching to figure <laughs> out what, what you mean. I'm, I'm trying to sound. Smart. Well, you did a great job. Sound sound smart. Smart. Super yes. smart. <laughs> so you could have stopped at Wabi Sabi. We would have been like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, Wabi Sabi. Uh, my last question then, you know, and kind of transitioning a little bit to, you know, the big reason why you're on the show today. Uh where did this idea for Playdex come from? So, so uh, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It was just kind of spawned of the idea for um in ex- for a little. We were gonna release a soundtrack for a game uh, for Mutant Muds. Uh, we were thinking let's do a Mutant Muds deluxe soundtrack because um, that soundtrack's amazing, and we've never done an official one. And it was kind of like, well, uh, you know, for distribution wise, like, yeah, we could sell a good amount of units, but like, how do we make it it worth? Because you know, with cost and stuff, like, how do we make it? How do we? How do we get people to buy it? You know, Um, and so we're, you know, we're holding the CD and everything, and it's like, I was like, a card game that'd be so cool, a little card game like in there, like maybe like twenty cards, you know, of a little unique game that's fun, like it's an official little card game. It goes to the CD, you pull it out and play it. It fits in the CD case and blah blah blah. We're good to go and and so, so we kept going and then it, and then you know this is this was a few years ago, and kept coming up with ideas, 
getting things going. Oh, we're going to need more cards and blah, blah, blah. You keep going and everything. And fast forward, you know, you know, forget the, the CD. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is awesome. And then it kept going like, wait a second. What if this was a platform and not just a single off game? What if this could connect with other games? You know, and uh, that was literally, I mean, it just kept growing and growing new ideas. I mean, every day, every day, crazy amounts of ideas. So much fun. Um, and it kept going like and we, we were like, OK, what if what if we base it off this game? And so I would spend uh, a bunch of time like just uh, what could we do developing two games at once? And that's what was so fun about doing Mutant Muds. Mutant Muds Deluxe and Mutant Muds Super Challenge are very similar games. Uh, the very, you know, in scope, obviously they're going to be they're different games. A lot of people don't understand that, and that's okay. That's my fault. They're very hard to understand that Mutant Muds Deluxe and Mutant Muds Super Challenge are different games, completely different. Um, uh, there's lots of different, actually, mechanics from the games built into the tabletop games. Um, but adding in ukulele to the mix uh, was a was awesome because we got to really be like, okay, these are two completely different IPs. Um, uh, how can we make a game that is both completely unique for both, but we can, but we can play with one another. Oh, it's so much fun. And, um, so we, ca I came up with this, uh, this party game idea of, you know, kind of like, uh, just a, just a board game, like a Mario party like game, uh, that you can build your own board. Uh, that was the idea. Like how cool would it be if you get your cards and I should have them, but anyway, this is, this isn't a visual show, no. is it? It's just, just yeah, for okay, us. Okay, good. So good. Uh, you know, it's like you get these cards and uh, oh, there's just so many different. We went through so many uh, ways of how it could be. But it came to be like, what if you could make your own board and design it? Um, and there's enemies that you can fight and battle on there. Um, there, blah, blah, you know, anything we can take from it, any platforms. You know, luckily, these two games are platforms and you literally have characters jumping on platforms. This all works. Um and so we kept going with that and it just ideas, you know, well, what if this and what if uh, what about, you know, this mechanic and right here and what, what do we call this? I mean, we have lots of fun uh, labeling things and it's unbelievable what we fit into this little four by three box. Um, and that was our that was from the get go. It was it was so interesting because honestly, we weren't even thinking about the size too much. The idea was that it's not a huge, big, bulky box. Um, not that I don't love bulky boxes, um, but uh, the idea is that hey, this can go up on the shelf with your video games. Um, this can be a nice display. Um, it doesn't take up too much room. That and that became our really that became my favorite part of the whole thing uh, because it was like. This can fit in your pocket. I mean, this can fit in your purse, uh, you know, in Josh's purse. Uh, so, uh, and and it was just it hit me where it's like it's at, and and the game itself is completely expandable to be a huge game. You can make a huge board if you want, or a small board, and it works. And you can take out mechanics if you want. If you don't want to play with these, you just don't lay them down. Um, and I was so, I mean, I lost sleep over what I was so worried about was, was the card aspect, right? Cause my whole time I'm thinking one, a thousand people have already done this. So that's the one thing. So I was like, I, I'm, I'm not thinking I'm inventing anything here, but the thing is, is I've never heard of this concept with cards, uh, making boards with cards, right? I mean, obviously like Carcassonne tile, that was a big influence, of course, 
um, but uh, you know, expandable and stuff like that. But I was like cards, you know. And then we got to playing, and it's like you know what? It's a little loosey goosey because you're not playing with big. There's a reason why Carcassonne isn't made with cards, because it's a board and it can smear around, and you don't want that. Um, but we did all these play testing, send out review units and everything. No one gives a hoot. It's really fun. They, they, they love the cards, actually, because they're, they're light. You lay them down. You get your little player pieces. I don't know if you've seen how that works, but just little fold-up player pieces that fit in that you f- assemble it yourself. And everything fits inside the package, and, um, and, and people love it. And, and we're having so much fun uh, hearing reactions and stuff, and, and people are bringing it out, and people instantly get it. And that's what I wanted to, to talk with because, you know, Kyle, you're talking about how you, know, you had that game sitting there on your table for a while and tabletop gaming can be a huge difference this can happen in video gaming but in tabletop gaming it can be totally uh what's the word it can be not approachable uh what's that what i'm thinking of uh, uh not dread but you can kind of be like this is intimidating thank you yes um and it can be because you have to set the narrative yourself i have to read this book <laughs> there are games where i've played there's books I have to read. Like, I literally, you know, and every outcome, oh, we did here, so now th- turn to page, you know, 100. I mean, it's awesome, and it's it's a whole different kind of culture. Luckily, in video games, you press A, and it, and it talks to you, or you can read it. It's a lot easier, right? Um, so that I, des- I wanted to design a board game, meant a tabletop game that that video gamers could be a little more at home with a little more video game mechanics. And I don't mean not to drive a wedge or to point the difference out between the two, but our, our, you know, the idea is like our, uh, here, I have it right here. You know, our, our instructions fit, you know, on, on, on a, on a six panel, uh, thing. Um, and it's fun. And then we're, you know, and obviously, uh, we will be expanding our instructions because <laughs> you learn over time a lot of things, but it's just fun to have again. But the idea is that it's a smaller experience. Uh, some people call it a filler game. Uh, no, uh, no, I proudly a filler game. Uh, no, it's it's just a fun experience that uh, that is so fun to expand upon. That's what I love, and that's what I love about you know your ideas can. I mean. There's nothing more fun than playing in, uh, we're playing with, you know, you can play with eight people and all these people have these ideas. And I'm like, I couldn't write them down fast enough. Um, what we can do with, with this, with this game and how, how we can adapt these certain franchises, you know, we're working on the pipeline with a bunch of huge video game franchises and, and it is so exciting because it's like, oh my goodness, this game is going to blow people's minds once they understand that how it works now and I, I again i would love to talk to you about the actual yeah. game i don't know if that's what you wanted to do now but um yes i do i want I, to i, I, I want to tag kyle's question and i want to talk about ukulele because i think i watched the um, um ben sent us um uh, the press kit and i want to say is there dexterity involved yeah oh, okay yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to ask, tagging on to Kyle's question, I did want to ask um, how you ended up working with Limited Run Games, but then if you want to talk to us, uh, just uh, get right into the dirty on ukulele, I would love to hear about that. Yeah, um, it, it, mutual contacts. Uh, <laughs> that's everything. Everything in life is through mutual contacts. Um, so 
Uh, that's essentially it. I mean, I I probably can't go into too depth, but it doesn't really. That's basically it. It's sending an email, talking to people. Uh, you know, presenting. Here's a good, here's a good lesson. Uh, that from what I've learned in my life is that uh, the best thing to do is to present things to people on a golden platter. You go, look at this. You know, I have put, I've poured my life into this. <laughs> And I'm trying to make it as best as it can possibly be so that you can look at it and go, that's awesome. Yes. And that is essentially what we did. Um, so a lot of lot of pre-production and you got a, lots of, you know, sleepless nights getting work done, trying to get ideas going, um, getting stuff going so we can, you know, working with manufacturers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that that was it. And um, And again, I just, it was one of those things where if you can communicate, how cool this is! If people can get it, they'll get it, and it's awesome. And I, 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 you know, again, I'm, I'm sitting here going, "Oh crap!" Like I'm, I'm releasing tabletop games with a video game company. Like, what an idiot! <laughs> but, um, but the thing is, is those that once they get it, it's actually really fun. And and what I love about it too is I'm just so happy with our art. Um, they did such an amazing job uh, with the packaging, and I just think our our product looks really cool. Um, and I, and it looks cool on the shelf and, uh, and it plays really fun. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'll talk more about ukulele, uh, when we, if we want to talk about yeah. that, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, well actually, I mean, that's kind of leads into the next question anyway. So, uh, let's talk about ukulele and maybe talk about, uh, let's, what was it like designing that? And I kind of, I'm going to steal a later question I had because you mentioned, Mm-hmm. playtesting um yeah and I, w- I was really curious based on having some experience with playtesting if you had any standout either positive or negative moments with playtesters but if you but um, if you want to tell us about ukulele the game uh we're dying to hear about it well, let me just answer playtesting i mean honestly is about as you know it's uh interesting right because just making the physical games and and we i use tabletop sim a lot when i'm talking with 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 people with uh ip owners you know like we i play the game with them i show them the game it's great um but obviously the the physicalness of it does this i mean that's there's so many aspects to it like yeah this is great like in concept but then you realize oh my goodness like this doesn't work because the cards fly everywhere or just anything like that right and like and when you when you put it on the table this does, you know, oh crap! Like I was designing, uh, well, I am designing uh, a, a tactics game. So the cool thing is that we have different genres. Okay, so all of our games, the first three games here, um, and maybe the next one, ooh, there's a tease, uh, is the party game style. And if you look at the back of our box, and this will be more. That's on the top here on the right. It's the party party genre, and that's how you know that they are fully compatible with each other. Um, we're working uh, on a dungeon crawler, and then we're working on a tactics game. And so with playtesting, like I said, which this is more like with my own getting it out, trying it out. You think this is great. You think like with a tactics game. That's why I was really, uh, was it, uh, no, what you're saying, uh, uh, Gloomhaven or, or is it War Chest that you're saying was, Gloom, yeah, both of them. Anyway, you, you, it's one of those things where I'm a video gamer, so I'll make a game like Advance Wars. It'll be great. And someone's made an Advance Wars tabletop game, by the way, that looked insane. It was really cool. 
But the thing is, is you get him out there, and in actuality, you're like, okay, what does this guy do? <laughs> like, that's the thing. Or like, or what's his? Uh, obviously, you put it on a card. It's like, okay, this guy has a range of three to five. Okay, that's easy to remember. I mean, I can see it right there. But what you don't realize is when you play Advanced Wars or Fire Emblem, you like you need to see the visualization of where your range is when you go. Otherwise, it's like, oh, what does this guy do again? And I have 10 of these, you know, and it's like, oh, my goodness, you know. So it just becomes you have to simplify things or, or turn it on its head. How do we do this, you know? Um, and I love that kind of puzzle solving. That is so much fun for designing. Um so anyway, uh, uh, with playtesting, that's the best part is we go, it's, it's such a basic uh, game at the get-go that we're building on it and we get ideas. And that's what I love about house rules. House rules is the coolest thing about tabletop games. The coolest thing. Because you get to decide, you know what? No, we're not doing that. Like, uh, uh, and I, I love that. And I, and I think I encourage that. I think that is the coolest thing. It's modifying the game. And so we're actually going to have uh, uh, house rules uh, on our site uh, of different players and stuff. I'd love for you guys to, to write some. Uh, that would be awesome. So just fun mechanics. like. Um, so let me get into ukulele. So, so the game, uh, it comes with a big main board that uses all of the level cards. We call them level cards. Uh, they're, they're cards, and they have, they have one to two spaces on it. Um, uh, some of them have three to four, depending on what you're doing, but they're big and juicy. So they're easy to see. And so they're all going, you know, they're either curved or they're straight, or there's just a big, uh, square, uh, and they have arrows. So the way you just design the board is that you lay them down. You can do it however you want. Um, you can lay them down and you just have to go with the arrow. Um, and so the way the game works is there's six spawn points, for where the main objective goal is to get uh in in mutant muds it's the water sprite um which is this little water sprite thing at the end of each level in the video game you just got to hit the water sprite and then you finish the level it's like collecting it and you got it so that thing spawns on the map you roll the dice there's six spawn points wherever it spawns you put it down boom ukulele the spawning object is uh, a pagey um, and I don't know if, if, have you guys ever played ukulele at all? Um, anyway, the, yeah, so, so the, the, the pagey is kind of the main objective. You're collecting pages of a book. Uh, you're diving into these grand tomes, these books, and you're collecting the pages, expanding them and stuff. Um, so it, it makes sense that, you know, that that's what our point is like, you know, so the point of ukulele is the, the first, you know, the person to get the most pages by the end of the term, or you can play first one to three, you can do whatever you want. Um, it comes with nine, so when you're playing with four players, it, it, you can play first to three, but you can use anything for the object and whatever. That's the beautiful part. Um, and it's fun when you mix games, you can do both. You know, you can just kind of do this is the object in here. Um, so we have these square cards, they're two by two, and there's a token card. We call them token cards, uh, which is one inch by two inch. These little cute little token cards. I love them. Um, and so that's what, and you lay those down on the cards, and that's where they spawn, and you land on them, and it's like Mario Party, very similar. You know, you got to get there. I'm collecting points along the way. I can't just get to it. I need to get points as well. So, what's your next question then? How do you win? How do you earn? <laughs> how do you earn points? Yes. <laughs> that, yeah. I don't oh, know I'm so glad you asked, Kyle. <laughs> so, uh, there's no, there's lots of different ways to earn points. I mean, you can land on spaces, and um, the fun thing is, in each game, points are also 
def- their own their own thing. Uh, like 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 in in Mutant Muds, it's just the little golden diamonds that they you pick up in the levels. Um, and then in Ukulele, they're quills, which is the little collectibles you get in levels. Think Mario coins. It's the same thing, you know. So they're fun, but they all have they all have the same iconography. So that's why they're completely compatible with one another. Um, so you can earn points just by landing on those spots. You know, oh, you got two quills. Boom, you're good. And you, there's a little point tracker. You point you track your points. And then uh, you can earn points by defeating enemies. So you land on enemy spaces. They have a dice roll requirement. Um, there's maybe a punishment sometimes. Sometimes they'll steal one if you don't get it. So um, you can use power-ups uh, along the way to help your help your you can collect you can you can buy power-ups at the shop to help uh and also pick them up on the board um uh to help your your gameplay there um and i'll, I'll talk more about power-ups because that's one of the really fun cross-compatible things um you go around so you can do points uh, uh enemies you can play there's a mini game space um and it's in the this is one of the cool things there's so many cross-compatible things but i love this because um Every game decks game, no matter what the genre, uh, you can uh, you'll collect at least one. All of our first three games come with two mini games, and these are mini games that you can use in any other any other game. So you land on a mini game space, or if you draw a, a, a challenge card that's that's play a mini game, you go, hmm, okay, I'm gonna play my Mutant Muds game, or let's play the the, the platforming game, let's play the ukulele face puzzle game. You can pick. It's really fun. It's like a collection of things, okay? Um, so, and we have them up sitting there, and you go, you know, like, you you know, if you have the first three game decks, you'll have six games you can pick from. It's really fun, you know? that You can imagine that. Um, and so you can earn points, like, and you can set, we, we have it, the winner of these gets five points, you know? Uh, but you can also set that as well, whatever you want. Um, and, uh and then the other way is challenges. That's the really fun. And that's where, Josh, you're talking about the dexterity. Um, so I love dexterity stuff. I think it's wacky. I think minute to win it kind of stuff. Anything goes. And it's fun working within your limits. That's what I love is we have these 98 cards. How can we use the in the player pieces, in the dice, in the box? How can we use these? And it's, it's amazing. Uh, one of the challenges, um, and I'll show you guys even though, but one of them is you actually have to take your player piece and you have to set it on the box on the end and there's actually some visual indicators on each box um and you gotta you gotta take it and you have to inch it down you know walk the plank to get it to the end and then once you have oh i fell off but once you have it there then you they're not done you got to take your player card and knock it down without knocking the box over so it's it's there's just lots of different that's you know you can think that kind of stuff there's lots of different dexterity challenges and so the cool thing I like about that is that that adds in that sense of skill. I mean, that acts in the actual sense of skill. It's like, okay, like this isn't just a random draw of the cards. This isn't, this isn't like, um, what do I do with the, with the cards I'm dealt, which is the, for the most part, like 90% of tabletop gaming, right? Is what do you do with the cards you're dealt? And that's not the same thing as skill. I mean, that is there skill in that, but it's not the exact same. So I love this part where it's like I actually like it's like it's this amazing feeling where it's like if I if I can do this real world if I can do this thing and everyone's shaking and everyone's going you know that we we fully endorse going 
oh, oh, you know, you know, like trying to, you can't blow, you know, but you know, you can make them. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I love. So I try, we try to put. A, so the mini games and the challenges are really the where the skill comes out um, the most, where it's just literal skill. Um, and uh, and so and there's some other ways to, to earn points as well. Uh, and I, I don't want to. I'm talking all over the place, so I don't want to dilute anything. But I will say every game comes with three power ups, and these power ups are compatible with the other games as well. So. In mutant muds, there's three power ups. There's there's the uh, there's the vertical boost, and what that is is that's just if it's my turn, I can do it. I can do a double dice, so it's just a double dice, right? In the game, it lets you go really high, so it's like you can go really far on the board. Um, so that's the first one. The second one is the hover, so it's the extended hover, actually, is what it's called. And these are actual power ups from mutant muds, which is really fun. Uh, these are the three power-ups from Mutant Muds. Uh, the extended hover allows you to hover plus or minus one space when you land, which is just like the game. So, you know, when you jump, you can hover and try to land your, your you know, nail your landing, right? That's the idea. Um, and that's really fun. So those give you the options. It's like, okay, and you have to buy those for one point. And then there is one permanent power-up called the Power Shot. And that's cost three points. And that gives you a plus one against all enemy attacks. So it just buffs you up one attack. And it's really fun. So that's in that so those are the three power ups. Great. You can get along the board. You can understand how to use those. And ukulele, the three power ups, which I don't think I've talked about with anyone before, by the way. Exclusive. Exclusive scoop. <laughs> um No, they're really, really fun. And I'm gonna tell you about them and I'm gonna tell you how my wife destroyed us and won the game <laughs> in one fell swoop. Um, so one of them is the glide. The glide is very similar where it, it's, if you imagine in, this is a real power up from the ukulele game as well. So there's lots of those is if, you know, you jump and if you're trying to land somewhere, then, okay, I, I couldn't make it that far. You get the glide. Now I can go jump further, right? Cause I glide. Um, so that's the glide allows you to go one or two extra spaces. So that's all when you're going. So it's very similar to the hover, but it's only forward. Um, it's always good. I like to have a traveling uh, power up in each game. Um, the other one uh, is the uh, I want to leave one to the last, but yeah. Oh, this is fun. So there's a honey puddle. Uh, so the the main honey villain puddle? Is, a, is a bee. <laughs> honey puddle. Yeah. Uh, the main and this is this is a unique thing from game decks, but we love the honey part. We love the the hive part of the main villain's capital B, which is. If you know ukulele, it's just punny. It's very, very, very punny and awesome. And so the honey puddle is you get to my turn. I can lay down. A, I can, I get, I, it's my turn. I can go, okay, Kyle, you're about to get the pagey. I'm going to stick the honey puddle on you. So you're stuck for a turn. I put it on your space. I literally put the token on your space. You turn your little character over on its back. And the only thing you can do is on your get to your turn, you turn your guy back up and then you lose a turn. So it's a lose a turn. Um, and you can choose it to that. And it's cool because if you can, if there's multiple people, you can stick multiple people. So it's pretty fun. Very unique for the for the game so far. And then the last one is my favorite is the reptile roll, which is a game. Another, all of these, well, besides the honey, they're all from the game. Reptile roll is if someone's in front of me, I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to use my reptile roll. And if I can roll and and get to them or pass them, then I steal three points from them. 
And that's a huge big deal uh, because you can hit them and suddenly I I had zero points, you had three points, and now the spread is back. So And you can do that with multiple people. So my wife did that with three. So it costs eight points. She had zero points. It costs eight points to get to Pagey. She reptile rolled three people, stole nine points, and won the game. And I tell you, I, I've never been more proud of my <laughs> wife. <laughs> it was the coolest thing ever. And I think she used another thing, too. So um, I guess the last kind of, and there's more cross-compatibility stuff, but the last thing I'll mention is the golden dice. Um, you can see in our trailer at the beginning, everyone's picking out a golden dice. Um, and those are really fun. And those are those are just simply... At any time that you roll a dice, you can opt to use your golden dice. And those have numbers on them. So if I'm going to face an enemy, and crap, like this enemy has a five. So it's the third chance you know, I'm going to get him. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to use my golden dice, which just happens to be a six. And boom, I cash it in. I use it for my roll, and that's it. Every game comes with different golden dice. Um, it's crazy. And so the cool thing about this is they can be seven i just blew your mind i just blew both of your minds it could be a seven you know it can be a not you know there's stuff like that so you can and the cool thing is so with your reptile roll my wife had a seven and that's so it's like okay i'm gonna chain these two power-ups together so now it's like i can control i feel like i'm on top of the world and uh, now i'm gonna use my reptile roll and i can i know i'm gonna get seven in front of me it's a great tactic. So there's lots of stuff to use that, um, and that's with traveling. It's like before I roll, like okay, should I use my, should I use my golden dice uh, right now? Because I could do it and get something good, but like, am I gonna get one again? You know, it's that it's that strategy, right? And uh, the way you get those back is there's golden dice chests, and then you draw a new one. And the cool thing is that you combine your decks, and so if you have the three games, you'll have you'll have 12 different golden dice and everyone draw, and you can say hey everyone draws two at the beginning everyone draws three whatever you know or but or you just everyone gets one and then when you land on it you can opt to the way the official rules are is you if you land on it you can opt to look at the top one and switch them if you want nice. um so anyway there's lots of stuff again i i've never got this into the weeds with, with <laughs> any of my games cuz no one cuz no one has cared that much. <laughs> and and I, anyway i don't mean to overstay but uh that's you know it's 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 really it's a lot of fun it's i and i can't really i can't really over say how how fun it is to combine decks and to build with them um and to build different environments and and to use the unique mechanics like the jump pad on mutant muds if you land on that it's an arrow and it will jump you to another place uh it, it, you have to go to the space that it jumps you to um and and in ukulele there's blasto who's a he's an anthropomorphic cannon and if you land on him then you get to automatically roll again which is always fun because he's blasting you forward so and then like in mutant muds there's a cloud that blows you back and so it's really fun to set up like i set up a thing where there was one we were playing it and i landed on blasto oh go forward landed on a cloud go back and it went three times and they finally land somewhere just fun everyone opts to land if they can roll again it's like okay i could go over here but i could go over here and land on blasto and then i get to go again so uh that's the kind of stuff so it's really fun to combine ideas and, and to make some epic games or make little small games yeah. you know so 
That's that fun. sounds awesome. That sounds great. Uh, and it, you know what it reminds me of? And I'm, I don't know if this was your intention or not, but it's been a long time since family game nights and something that just is more, I don't know, maybe my game groups are like less focused on party games now. Maybe that might be something for me too, but it really reminds me of like sitting around the table laughing, having fun, and just in this game, like checking yeah. dice or like moving. Good. On. That's exactly, that's actually. A hundred percent of what I was going for. Well, good because that's that's exactly what I got. <laughs> yeah, from man. It. It, it sounds like a lot of fun. Sweet, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for you guys to play it. Yeah, that. that I got to send out some decks to you. That'd guys. That'd be awesome. Um. Uh, uh. Well, we we have we <laughs> we have been taking a lot of your time, but we do have questions from the internet for you. Quest away. So we'll start. Can I ask a really quick question for us, Oh, yeah, Josh? go ahead, go ahead. Okay, just to clarify. So I noticed, like, on the website for, like, ukulele, and also, I think, for Mutant Muds, there's, like, a orange top box and a gold top box. Are those uh, different? Yes. What a wonderful <laughs> question, Kyle. Um, yes, they are, di- well, they are different um, in some ways. So the cool thing is, is here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This uh, golden Mutant Muds game, uh, that came with the Tui collection. That's gonna be the most valuable game decks ever. Uh, just so you know, that's just a fun little uh, thing. Uh, they'll never be made again, and so it's one of those things that. Um, uh, and so our our gold top, our foil stamp boxes are very special, and they'll never be made again. So that's our limited run aspect. Um, and with with our our normal our normal boxes, uh that's up for we might do a reprint with a new cover with new mechanics new updates you know um but that's the idea but the gold tops you'll never um the difference between the two though is um that there are different there's uh special colored player pieces that's one thing so unique player pieces um there uh, is a unique cover card in there with n- unique art. So every game you pull it out and there's a cover card right there. That's different. And then there's a special dice in the in those as well. Um, in, in the Mutant Muds one, because this was a Tui collection, um, a Tui's orange, a Tui collection's orange, we put, uh, and there's an orange background as well on this cover, uh, we made the dice orange because it just, you know, makes a little sense. And then uh, with, uh, with the ukulele, uh, it actually has, the gold ones actually have green uh, green little see th- uh, see through green transparent dice in there, um, and uh, so and I th- think that's the most part. But uh, as for the contents, the expansions, the cards are the same. F- yeah, yeah, the cards are the same. So so it's just kind of fun, unique pieces. Um, you know, fun collectible I- ideas and stuff. And then and then um, yeah, I guess I guess if we want to talk about ukulele's special edition, um. I don't know if you guys saw that, but there's a special edition that comes with the CD, um, and you're like, the CD? Uh, what? <laughs> what is that? Um, uh, yeah, so uh, we we at Game Decks produced a 10-song completely original soundtrack based in the world. Oh, this is with Platonic, based in the world of ukulele. Um, so it's an actual original Game Deck soundtrack. We're really excited about the, the the this is something we want to do with our releases um, is unique music because when we play, I throw the ukulele OST on and we get to going with all of our games and it inspires me and everything. Uh, and man, I almost just spit out like three games we're working on. I gotta make sure I don't say that. 
Uh, but it's really fun to do that. And uh, and so it's like it was one of those things like, hey, and I pitched it to to Platonic and loved the idea. And uh, and so um, yeah, we got the capital B sides. Uh, awesome. And so uh, that's going to be in our special edition. And like you said, I'd like to do a vinyl in the future yeah. as well. Um, but right now, and then that special edition also comes with a couple exclusive playable cards. Nice in there as well. That's awesome. Hey, Kyle, yeah. great question. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hope that that Schplig, or at Dopalicious on Twitter can live up. He has four questions. Uh, one of them is a question we had in our questions. So the question to you, number one, is do you have a dream game IP that you want to make a game from? I do. And this is a simple, easy question because I thought about it all the time. But it's got to be Paper Mario. Oh. Because I I want to do the Paper Mario game literally made out of paper. Literally. So that is my dream. Uh and I and I am not I'm not counting that out at all. I think we can definitely do that. Nice. For sure. Uh he writes, what's the most difficult game to translate from FB to table? Do you guys know am I spacing on FB? Or does he mean VG? Um I think he means video game, right? <laughs> can you repeat that again? <laughs> I think he means I'm going to splig. I'm sorry if maybe autocorrect changes this, but I think he's asking, what's the most difficult game kind of game, the transition from video game to table? Right. So yeah, like obviously right now we have platformers going to a game where you're hopping on a board and that's easy. Right. Um, But again, like these, we have gameplay first, of course, the game decks. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not like, you know, we're not not shoehorning anything and that's, what's fun. So um, I guess I can't really answer that question because then I would, (laughs) you know, I'd be giving away, um, I guess like with the mini games, it's a lot is, is, you know, like for instance, with super challenge um, with our second game, uh, we actually have the, the, uh, uh, there's a game, uh, the mini game is based off of another Mutant Muds game called Mud Blocks. Um, and that was a fun, you know, that was a falling block puzzle game. And I translated that into a matching block puzzle game uh, with 20 cards. And how does that work? So, again, that was a fun, you know, way where it's like, yeah, we could make it just like it. But then you realize, like, as you're playtesting it, this doesn't work. Like, this this can work. It's confusing. How do we rejigger this so that it works? Um, so a falling block, a falling block puzzle game. I know that sounds silly because it's like, well, a matching game is so simple, but it, it's fun. You know, it's like, it, well, yeah, it sounds simple, but how do you make it so that you can explain it in in a thirty seconds to a minute? And how you know how does it how does it bounce out and stuff like that? So, so mud blocks was a fun thing in Super Challenge. That's one of the mini games. Nice. Okay, question three: pineapple on pizza. Heck yeah! Nice. I, I, yes, I I think that uh, I if you like pineapple on pizza, for goodness sake, eat pineapple on pizza. Yep, I agree. I mean, at least in America, <laughs> I I think we have the freedom to do such a thing. I can't vouch for any other country, but like, of course, like, and I and I I personally like I've tried it, and I, it's not bad to me. You know, you get some Canadian bacon on there and stuff like that. I mean, like you know, there's like the Hawaiian. I've had it, and it's yeah. good. Is it my favorite? No, but do I care if other people? No, <laughs> of course not. Okay, I don't know how they do it in Tulsa, Schlag, but uh, if you can do it, it's, it's acceptable on this podcast. In uh, his no. last question, okay. I keep hearing about these little 18-card game challenges. I wonder if you heard about that. Uh, so does deck size really matter? <laughs> yes. 
Yes, it does. Uh, um, yeah, actually, the the size again. Uh, we kind of designed it from the ground up. Actually, funnily enough, that the the it wasn't based off of any other game. Kind of our two by two inch cards, um, and and how that works and how it fits and stuff. So, I know that was a that was a funny question and everything. But uh, the funny the funny part is like is is we that's kind of interesting. Is I've never talked about that. Is that um. It was very meticulously designed, and the cool thing is that you can see people are so impressed with this. It, it is that on the inside, it where to put the stuff away. People are like, "That is the coolest thing!" And it's like, it's a, it's a diagram. Yeah, we need we need <laughs> like, more of that in, in board games, though. So that's nice. Yeah, that, that's a little there. diagram where to put stuff. So, um, but yeah, that's great. Uh, okay, uh, case underscore jets asks. This is Casey Gibson on Twitter. Why is Pepsi superior to Coke in every way, shape, and form? Not or form, and form. <laughs> yes. Casey, this he's a giblet head. That's my buddy Casey. He co-hosts the podcast, my podcast with me. And we have a rivalry with Coke and Pepsi. Sure. And to be honest, I'm kind of over Coke. I, I know that sounds crazy, but my new my new oh. passion is 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 cream soda, diet cream soda. And so he's trying to he's trying to to, to trigger me right now he's trying to get on my nerves which is what he does and i'm not gonna let him have it i'm just gonna say it pepsi's better than coke there it is i just said it for the first time in my life there you go casey hope you're happy there you go casey i hope it felt as good as you thought it would yep <laughs> <laughs> uh last question comes from benji kong i think you know this gentleman too uh he has two questions you already answered one of them uh or did you? What would be your dream IPs to make a game decks version of? We answered that. Um, right? Probably Breath of the Wild and oh. no, I'm just yeah, no Paper Mario. Paper Mario, yeah. It's so simple. And or I Donkey think Kong. I think this is a leading question, but also, what genius thought of the name for the ukulele soundtrack? So <laughs> clever. It is super clever, and I'm so so happy. Um, so. This is Ben. He's he's uh, our our uh, influencer community manager. Actually, no, he's the marketing mage. That's right. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> he's the marketing. Kyle, I'm gonna have to have, have you edit that out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, he's uh, yeah, and uh, he he's he's so smart, and he has that British charm, and he thought of capital B sides because, and that that was really fun because it was a fun, unique angle, and the first song um, was called "Son of a Beach." And um, and it's it's the idea that capital B and it beach is spelled E E C H. Um, capital B is taking a vacation on the beach, and so that so it's the sun S U N of the beach or son of a beach, and uh, so it's really fun, and you can hear some, and that's a uh, that so it was a great way to start the record off, uh, uh, really strong, and it's a fun little song, and that you can hear that on the trailer. That's what the trailer is. Awesome. Okay, Kyle, did you want to ask? Well, I know we're we're pushing our time, so did you want to ask any more of our interview questions before we move on? I think we've gotten most of them taken care of, but I I did want to kind of Perry give you the opportunity. Obviously, you know, you've probably done a ton of interviews and and thought about these games and talked about these games. Is there something you want to tell us about, or you want our listeners to know about that no one's asked you about so far? Like, what is the thing that you're like your favorite thing? Or the thing that you're like, ah, I wish everyone knew X, Y, Z about, you know, the ukulele game deck or whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, 
I honestly, I, I've never had an outlet like this where I could go. I went to full on depth with a lot of stuff uh, already. <laughs> um, I I would just I like I said I just can't say it enough. The combining, like like having the uniqueness of each deck where you can buy one and and it's it is a full on huge tabletop experience. If you've seen any pictures, it's crazy. I don't even understand how we did it, but the idea that that is all encapsulating inside of that deck and then you can fully integrate it however you want with another one. I think that that combines the 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 magic of of your love for a video game IP um with the the um modularity of of tabletop gaming. I I think it it, it it's really fun so I would just say that like if I could say anything it's that combining them is in creating and by the way, you don't have to create. There's stuff in there if you don't want like to build a board. There's a board you can make in there. But um, that aspect is just so is joyous. It's so much fun. So um, I and I probably said that before, but I, luckily, if you would have asked me that at the beginning, I would have just went into my spiel already. So uh, I already <laughs> I already I already went through my spiel. So awesome. All right, well, we're going to kind of move towards wrapping things up this evening. So we are going to kind of move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you something else we're currently into that is kind of helping us live that balanced life that we all strive so desperately for. Perry is our guest. You have a choice. If you have a recommendation, you can definitely go ahead and lead off with one. Or if you'd like to think of one for a bit, you can let Josh and I go first. What would you like to do? So, like... Let me can can one of you go first so I can get like a good gauge of of just what's what's on like I I have one in my mind but it might be yeah absolutely that is not a problem at all Josh go, why don't you take it away sure so it could be anything we typically stick to entertainment but every once in a while one of us is like go outside and go for a walk and think <laughs> for ten minutes uh, sometimes that happens um, but for me today I was actually searching for something to th- wait for I got a little. A bra- humble brag here. I had to put something on to watch while I was uh, rolling my coins to bring to the bank because I'm so rich in pennies. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That, uh, I cracked a beer and I started rolling my quarters and I put on my octopus teacher. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You put on your sunglasses. <laughs> put, put, the tablet, put the tablet in my son's hand. I said, sit on this couch and you don't move. Don't touch these coins. <laughs> um, and I put on my octopus teacher because I have always heard about it. Um, and I'm not even sure if you mentioned this before or not, Kyle. But uh, my son also loves ocean um, stuff. So it was something that I knew it would get his attention, even just for a little bit. Uh, what I didn't expect was this to be kind of like a philosophy lesson about a broken man who found this octopus and it changed his life um, in the most honest way that that can be said. It's really quite Octopi something. Octopi are amazing. I, I had an octopus change my life once. You did? No joke. Yes. <laughs> yes. My wife and I went to Portland and, and I saw this octopus. And you realize that those things can fit through a, a square inch. Yeah. The whole bodies. And then they have like something like, I can't remember the number. But it was something like a ridiculous amount of suction of pounds yeah. and what they can do. And they are amazing. I mean, those are amazing creatures. And the, that is shown true in this documentary. They show some incredible things that this octopus can do. And it also goes through its own 
perils and this guy is swimming in the most dangerous ocean and he's free he just has a snorkel he's just free swimming uh everything about it is extraordinary and um very well done and he did a lot of the filming on his own too uh with i would imagine gopros and things like that um very fascinating very interesting watch my octopus teacher uh so i would recommend that's on netflix uh so i would say check it out yeah i don't know if i ever recommended it i did watch it i thought it was uh very insightful and for me because i am the way i am i also found it to be a very um somber i think would be an appropriate word to use documentary uh and yeah i mean this was the academy award for best documentary this in 2021 here so uh pretty well known but yeah i I don't think i've ever talked about it on the podcast but uh i have definitely watched it and it is quite well done i'm surprised i never did mention it because it is pretty pretty dang good but yeah i think i you know somber is what i would use to say but insightful and still definitely meaningful so yeah one thing uh, i i love documentaries perry so i usually the the joke is that every week my recommendation for this is usually some sort of documentary (laughs) so yeah typically so with that is that is that uh good enough prep for you do you feel like your your thought or your uh what you're thinking of would fit yeah so I'm a huge sitcom guy. I, I mean, and this isn't something I've really identified myself as. And like, it's just, I love the, I love sitcoms. I mean, I just, I watch them. I mean, Seinfeld, King of the Hill, Frasier, Malcolm in the Middle. I I mean, I love sitcoms. And I love, I love the timestamp they have too in, 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 in stuff. So uh, one that I hadn't watched for, I've never seen before. And I've always heard of it uh, was Wings. Uh, from the early '90s, early night, and um, I never—it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, Tony Shalhoub's in it, and I'm such a huge fan of Monk, and um, I just never had watched it, and so we watched through it. It was great, um, and that really wasn't what I was going to talk about. It's that it inspired us to me and my wife to watch Monk again. Uh, which have you seen Monk? Um, yeah, first Monk I saw the first brilliant. couple seasons. Monk is absolutely brilliant. Um, I I I love that I. I basically right when that series ended is when I watched it for the first time. And then we watched it like four years ago. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's like, like, like through my whole like life since then, I was like, I can't wait to forget this show so I can watch it again. Um, and we did it. And then I, again, we watched through wings and it's like, and Tony Shalhoub is in there and he's hilarious. And I was like, I, we got to watch monk again. And so we're watching it right now. And it is just, the it's the writing is so good because i mean i'm not i i i think anyone can kind of watch a, a detect like a law and order like those are great right and but they can be intense they can be a different flavor so serious right and monk can have those parts but it's just wrapped in this it's very funny um the ocd germaphobe is such a they can pull from that at any time and it's 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 such a brilliant concept just from a writing standpoint where it's like yeah like they're they they can turn any situation into a funny thing because he can't talk to them because he has to go straighten out like a book on the shelf and that's really funny and and so i and and then but just beyond that the acting the casting is amazing the everything about that show is just so well written and it's so fun and it's just kind of everything i love in that genre um so i'm having a lot of fun watching monk so have you ever read the books? I had no idea there was a book. Yeah, there there's actually a novel series from one of the writers of the show. So it is after the show came okay. out. 
they created a novel series oh, about wow. it. Yeah, That's and cool. I think there's a lot of them, if I recall. I haven't read them. Okay, but I, I know they I came know out with a little spinoff called Little Monk. Oh no! Oh, that I didn't know. That about. was a prequel of him being a, a kid. Oh, and you're I, thinking of Little Sheldon. I get that happens all the time. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I could. I I looked it up because I looked up the writer. And I was like, who is this guy? Because I was like, I forget. I forget his name. But I was like, I've never heard of this guy. And he, Monk, was really his biggest thing and i i and so and i saw it I was like what the heck is little monk so <laughs> i couldn't even yeah it was weird but yeah interesting novels huh yeah so i think i think there's a lot of them too i i somehow i i, just, I believe this is true. they're just I, transcripts of the episodes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh man i'm gonna have to go back and watch this that was a show i actually watched with my dad all the time so i haven't watched it in a so long good. time it's such a good show so Awesome. All right. So my recommendation this week uh, is a docu-series, I guess. So kind of like a documentary. Uh, And it is on Netflix and it's called This Is Pop. If you are a fan of music, especially pop music, uh, I think it's really some excellent short little documentaries. There's, I think, six or eight episodes of the first season. Uh, each episode's about 40 minutes, um, and they just cover different topics in pop music. Uh, the first one is about boys to men, uh, and basically how boys to men became like the most important thing in pop music in the early 90s, and then just completely disappeared, and why that happened. Uh, and then after that, there's one about... like. Uh, auto tune and there is one about the brit pop of the 90s like there's just a lot of interesting uh different perspectives on pop music that you might not have known why has sweden like had a hand in basically every mainstream pop act in the united states since like the mid 90s uh, i ask a whole lot myself of fo- that question every day I know, right? Like, who do? Who do? Why is Sweden so darn good at this? Thanks, Abba. It's all, all because of them. But anyway, Ooh, this is Pop on Netflix. You can definitely check it out. Like I said, if you're into music at all, uh, it is just a really interesting, unique look uh, at the way the music industry works. Hey, can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Um, I'm listening to... So I, 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 I'm very picky. Amazingly enough, I'm very picky with my music. I, not not in sense... I'm not picky. I just obsess over one thing and I listen to it on repeat for months until I know every single second of it. And I just, I just liked it. That's how I, um, my uncle recommended me, um, this uh, record, uh, it's called blue umbrella and, uh, it's, uh, written by Burt Backrack. Um, which if you've heard that name, Burt Backrack is like, he's one of the most famous writers of music, tons of hits from like the sixties and seventies. And he's 93, and he just came out with a new record with a guy um, called uh, uh, called Daniel Tashian. And it's this amazing, amazing record. Uh, it's kind of like, it's, uh, I can't, I mean, it's kind of, I, I hate to actually label it, cause it but it, it has like bossa nova type stuff, has kind of some jazz, some pop, very well done, kind of timeless. Like kind of one of those things where this could be from the 70s. Um, but it's produced now. It won a Grammy, uh, in the t- I think 2020. But yeah, I just it was just in the thing that the uh, Burt Bacharach, he wrote the song uh, "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head," if that's a. But he just amazing that I just it's so inspiring to me um, that that a 93 year old um, coming out with new music and it's amazing. I mean, and the cool that he partnered with a guy who's a producer anyway. So Blue Umbrella, it's a really cool, really cool record. Uh, just inside it out so nice added it to my spotify i'll listen to it after sweet tom tom jones just put a new album out speaking of old isn't that crazy artists recording again and it Amazing. sounds really good 
Yeah, and uh, like ELO um, put out a record a couple years ago. Yeah. ELO is my favorite band, and uh, and the new stuff is like just as good as anything they've ever done. And I just Jeff Lynn, he's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> man. Okay, look at all these awesome music recommendations right at the end of the show. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And actually, because we typically in our intros, uh, Perry, I usually use song lyrics and make Josh try to figure out what song it is. But for because of me and my age, it tends to be something some like alt rock song from the nineties, <laughs> because that is like right. my like comfort food for music. So that tends right. to be what it is. But yeah, so there we go. But added, awesome. Okay, well, hey, Perry Burkham, thanks so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, this is your chance. What do you want to plug? What do you want to let our listeners know? Where yeah. can they follow you? Where can they keep up with you? I'm literally, for the first time, going to plug something that might financially help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of, well, I'll plug my podcast, Talk Nintendo Podcast um, at NintendoWorldReport.com. We have a weekly show. Um, and uh, and then, yes, uh, go to LimitedRunGames.com uh, and, or you can just type, you know, search for ukulele game decks or you can go to... Ga- Go to our website, <laughs> gamedex.fun. Uh, gamedex.fun. And why is it gamedex.fun? Because it's fun. See? It, it's self explanatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can check out, we got lots of information. We've been working a lot, really hard on that website. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to have a uh, ukulele on sale, as well as, and we didn't talk about this at all, Mutant Muds Deluxe Blue Edition. Um, the regular version, if you missed out on this first one, um, we're doing uh, we're doing a, a release, and it's a different one. It's a standard edition, has different player pieces and stuff. But um, they're both going to be available. They're nineteen ninety nine each, and there's a special edition as well. Um, but you can check it all out uh, with the soundtrack of ukulele and everything uh, at gamedex.fun and limitedrungames.com. Awesome, awesome, Josh. Hey, what do you say we wrap the show up? Of course, I would love to do that. <laughs> Uh, There's never a good transition for me to get into this. Thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with Fiji, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Board with Fiji. So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to send us an email at boardwithfiji at gmail.com. We tag all of our stuff with hashtag uh, hashtag Board with Fiji. So please use that hashtag as well so we can see what you're up to. And whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, we encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. Uh, You can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam, other things at Serious. That's S-I-R-R-I-U-S. And... Someone found my switch code, Kyle, because I got a friend request. I don't know how they did it because I didn't tell anybody, but I'm also on the switch. Uh, they still use the friend code. So if you can find it on the Internet, send me your request. Kyle, where can people find you? So you can find me in all the usual places, Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, Board Game Geek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. Again, huge thanks to Perry for being here. And the day this episode drops, the day you are listening to it, go check out gamedex.fun or limited run games and, and pick up those copies of ukulele and mutant muds blue edition um 
obviously we want to hear from you listeners so please let us know any future guests you'd like to have any future things you want to hear us talk about be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about and remember everyone whether it be board games or video games never stop gaming